Jesse Kelly show. Let's have some fun. And it is going to be quite a night tonight. The firings have begun and are about to continue across the United States of America. And New York City is giving us a little preview of that. So we're going to have one of their city councilmen on in about 45 minutes and tell us what's it look like. Are they missing calls? We're going over that tonight. Joe Biden is in Europe. He's in Europe and he's, well, I mean, it's, uh, it's, not, it, it's not going that well. And as we see current volatility in energy prices, rather than cast it as a reason to back off our clean energy goals, we must view it as a call to action. High energy prices only, only reinforce the urgent need to diversify, diversify sources, double down on clean energy development, and adapt promising new clean energy technologies so we can not only we don't remain overly reliant on one source of power to power our economies and our communities. (laughs) So that's going well. We'll talk about Joe Biden and the climate change thing. A huge huge election in Virginia tomorrow. And, well, a lot more. I'm even going to talk about January 6th. Uh, My buddy Tucker Carlson and I, we were, we were talking this weekend about the January 6th documentary he has coming up. Just hang on. I'm going to go over that in a few. But I, I want to address something first that I don't know if I would call it non-political. Sounds like it's non-political. To me, it's non-political. But maybe it is political. I mean, apparently it is. Let's talk for a moment about family. Brothers, sisters, children, parents. Let's talk about family. You know... When you're almost dead, when you're dying one day, you're going to look back on a lot of things in your life, and hopefully you'll have a a lot of things to be proud of. Undoubtedly, you'll have a lot of things that you wish you could do again. Look, believe me, my laundry list of things I'm going to wish I'd have done differently is going to be long. But you're going to think about... Did I prioritize the right things in life? And the reason I know this is I've seen people die, plenty of them. You're going you're gonna to think about that. You're going to dwell on that moment, especially if you have time to think about that. And family is one of those things. It's an interesting topic with people because so many people have different relationships with their families. There are super close families, super close extended families. There are completely broken homes. How many people right now listening to me are don't talk to their parents at all or children at all or brothers or sisters? Everybody, their experience with family runs the gamut. So I'm not going to try to catch everyone else in a net, but I am going to say this. I put up a social media post earlier today about Kids being estranged from parents, parents estranged from kids, brothers and sisters because of all this COVID vaccine madness. And you've you've heard me read the emails before, email after email after email. I can't see my sister. I can't see my brother. I can't see my niece. Sit back for a second, and I want to read you this. I'm going to read you a few of the responses here because I, it is time everybody gets a little wake-up call. These are some of the responses from people when I brought up Families being estranged. My husband's father has cancer and probably only a couple more years. We are moving out of the country for good because of the mandates. His father refuses to see him or speak him speak to him before we leave because he's not vaccinated. We'll probably never see him again. 
Next one. On a visit with my parents, I wasn't there. They harassed my kids until they cried. They called me. I left immediately and drove 45 minutes to pick them up. When I got there, my mom yelled at me to come inside. I reminded her I wasn't vaccinated and left. This one, this is a doozy. I'm a counselor who gets paid on a per-session basis. If I don't work, I don't get paid. The vast majority of my clients want in-person sessions. My sister-in-law turned me in when my brother, who is vaccinated, got COVID. I'm unvaccinated. I had no symptoms. This one. Get this. My parents won't see me or my kids because we are not vaccinated. My sister just ghosted me, and I haven't heard from months. Haven't heard from her for months. I could give you story after story after story after story right now of this. In fact, you're welcome to email in jesse at jessekellyshow.com and give me your story if you have one of those. You can call 877-377-4373. But I have just got to speak to every single person out there right now who may be in this situation. One, if someone is doing that to you who you love, I'm sorry. Family can be unspeakably horrible sometimes. No one can hurt you like family. I'm sorry you have my sympathies, but let's set that aside. If you're a parent right now, I don't care your age. I don't care your health status. If you're a parent and you have decided you're done with your child because they won't get vaccinated, you're a bad person and you should have never had kids. You were unworthy of the children God gave you. If you're a child right now and you won't go see your parents, one, believe me, you're going to regret that the day your parents are dead. Two, you're pathetic. You're a spineless, useless weakling. You're a burden on your community and this country itself because of your pathetic weakness. Go see your parents, loser. If you're a sister or a brother and you're cutting people out of your life over coronavirus, it's a virus with over 99% survivability. Stop letting it turn you into some kind of disease. You're the disease now. That's what you are. It's this thing that's turned people into monsters. There's a Southwest Airlines pilot over the weekend joking around from the, from the cockpit, says, let's go, Brandon. Everyone's calling for his job right away. We've become a society of daggone ghouls because of a virus. I can't believe the things I see. Brother against brother, what is wrong with you? Wake up. What is wrong with you? I don't care if you're vaccinated or not. This is not about vaccine or anti-vaccine. If you're cutting out the people who should mean the most to you over coronavirus, you are a loser and you're a bad person and you deserve everything bad that comes your way. And I don't want to hear anybody tell me, ah, but Jesse, they're scared. I don't care that you're scared. Overcome your stupid fear. Stop being an idiot and turn off the news if you're scared. Go read something. Or go do some of your own research, hiding under your freaking bed for two years for over a stupid virus, and now you won't see your mom and dad? You suck. Get together with family and Thanksgiving. All the politics and jobs and money and car and everything else, none of that stuff's going to matter in the end. When you're laying there on your deathbed, you're going to say, I can't believe I didn't go see my mom. I can't believe I didn't go see my kids. And in that moment, you can't get that time back. 
It doesn't ever come back. All you're going to do is you're going to lay there and you're going to reflect on the fact you lived your life like a scared, useless sheep and you ripped your family apart over a, a completely survivable virus lining up for your 19th booster shot. I cannot sit there and watch families ripped apart over a virus. We are so much worse now than the virus ever was. You understand that? As a country, we're way worse than the virus. You people more scared of this coronavirus? You're worse than coronavirus ever was. Coronavirus has killed, what, 5 million worldwide? You'll kill 100 times that by the time you're done with your pathetic servitude and your fear. I watched the whole country do it last year. Made me sick. Well, maybe not you in particular, but certainly all the business leaders, governors, mayors. Oh, okay. Hide for, protect me, daddy. And what a shock. What a shock. Just a short time later. Just a short time later. Guy can't get a phone call back from his father. Embarrassing and pathetic. Everybody needs to do better. And again, I want to I go back to this because we're going to move on. And I actually do have some fun stuff today. If you're going through that right now, someone's doing that to you right now, man, my heart goes out to you. My, my heart goes out to you. I, I, I'm blessed that I'm not in that situation. I've got vaccinated family members, unvaccinated family members. Nobody cares. We're all going to get together probably for Thanksgiving or Christmas or whatever. Chris will probably be with his people in what's it called? Uh, uh, Hanukkah. Hanukkah. Their ver- it's their version of Christmas, you know. Wake up. Patch your family back up. Call your daughter. Go see your nephew. Get out and live. Don't become the disease. So many people right now have become the disease, and it's sickening. We better be better than that. Otherwise, what's the point of even doing this anymore? All right. We're going to talk about January 6th in Virginia in just a second. But I do want to point out, as we're speaking right now, the leaders of the West, they're meeting in Europe, plotting how to destroy your economy with all this idiocy, all this climate idiocy. When I tell you to buy gold from Oxford Gold Group, I tell you that with the knowledge, every single time I tell you about Oxford Gold Group, there are people plotting to wreck the money you have saved. You are going to need something that holds its value, need something that holds its value, regardless of the whims of politicians, and Oxford Gold Group will deliver you gold to your front door. Again, not a piece of paper, not an email. Congrats, we got some gold for you. We'll hold it. No, no, no. They send it to you. Call 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-GOLD. Call Oxford Gold Group and get whatever you can get. Get it delivered today. Truth. Attitude. Jesse Kelly. The Jesse Kelly Show. I'm calm down now. I'm calm. 877-377-4373. If you want to call in and tell me, are you estranged from a family member because of coronavirus? I want to know. 877-377-4373. It just floors me. It, it blows me away. There are people who will just allow fear to turn them into monsters. And we have parents out there. There are parents out there. They're not speaking to their kids and vice versa because of vaccination status. You're a bad person. 
You're a bad person if that's you. You're a piece of crap. It blows me away. But that's, I mean, that's the history of the world, right? Fear is what turns people into monsters. It is. You know, you've, you've heard of the Armenian genocide. We're going to get a bunch of Turkish hate mail now, <laughs> which I don't know why people get so, I genuinely don't know why people get so upset about history. Uh, things happen in history. Every nation has some ugly stuff they've done, pal, and some great stuff. It's just the way it is. But at one point, the Ottoman Empire, I'm going to call them Turkey for, for simplification purposes, but it's World War I. The Ottoman Empire is fighting on the German side, and the Ottoman Empire wasn't doing that well. Turkey wasn't doing that well. I mean, they did fine in the war, but as a nation, they were just declining. They were nearing their end. And they started worrying about these Armenians in their border. And the Armenians kind of got with the Russians, or at least some of them did. Either way, they started just getting really, really afraid of these Armenians. Are they going to collaborate with the enemy? I bet you they're, I bet you they're already collaborating. Uh, they're going to bring down the nation. Well, what are we going to... And what did that fear turn into? Something known as the Armenian Genocide. Fear is what puts people on guard towers in concentration camps. Fear turns people into monsters. Fear has turned Americans into monsters. And I am... You know, I'll just be honest with you, probably never said this before. I'm sad about it. I'm mad too, but it it bums me out. Man, there's a kid out there right now. He can't even, he wants to talk to his dad. Whether he's 40 or 50, you know, you always need your dad, right? You always need your dad. He, he, he needs to talk to his dad. And his dad won't speak to him over a virus. That is so awful. Awful. All right, enough of that. Now, let's have a quick talk. I was talking to Tucker Carlson this weekend, and he has a January 6th documentary coming out. I believe it's going to be a three-part thing, but he's got a January 6th documentary coming out. And I'm going to be as vague as humanly possible because most of this stuff I I, I told him I would be, and I'm the only person in the world who keeps secrets, so... I will tell you this, though. He did not dive into what actually happened on January 6th lightly, took it very, very seriously, wanted to get real documentation, real information. And I've known Tucker for a while. He has never once told me before, privately, this wasn't, you know, TV, because you always got to add a little performance on TV. He's never once said the words to me, I was shocked. He was shocked by the tr- the real truth of what January 6th, the, of what it is. Now, not that I think Tucker's ever full of garbage, but I probably would have just said, oh, okay, and kind of just dismissed that. I, I probably would have just dismissed it. If it wasn't for the reaction already from the left, and you're going to have to forgive me, maybe I'm just a rebellious soul. I don't know what it is. But as soon as people insist that I can't say something, I get really, really suspicious. It's no different than the vaccine. I, I was probably going to get it eventually. I was just going to wait and see how it rea- everyone reacted to it. But then you insisted I had to have it. Well, now I'm never getting it. Why are people saying things like this about a documentary they haven't seen yet? Tucker Carlson 
has created a terrorist recruitment video. Fox TV branching into fantasy programming. A new series from Tucker Carlson traffics and conspiracy theories surrounding the insurrection on January 6th. Tucker Carlson attempting to rewrite history around the January 6th insurrection. Tucker Carlson makes a tribute video to the terrorists. Tucker Carlson is hitting a new low, completely rewriting the history of the Capitol insurrection in a way that defies belief. Tuckums previewed a documentary that goes beyond the usual Daughters of the Confederacy rewrite of the January 6th insurrection to shameless lying and conspiracy mongering. Tucker Carlson is leaning way in to uh, disinformation regarding January 6th. And it's kind of terrifying because uh, what he's putting out there is just going to lead to more violence. It might be Tucker Carlson's most dangerous moment yet. Fox News's right wing host is taking his assault on democracy to terrifying new heights in a brand new series promising to tell the truth, he says, about January 6th. It actually appears to be nothing but a war on the truth. It's filled with lies about what led to the riot and the prosecution of the rioters and even includes a blatantly false assertion that the Capitol riot was a, quote, false flag operation. All right, you, you get the idea. I'm not going to play the whole thing. But there, it, it's everywhere right now. The media, the system freaking out about it. I wasn't even going to talk about it, and I surely wasn't going to talk about it tonight at the beginning of the show until I saw this reaction to it and i've got to tell you now i want to know what they're so worried about it's look it's not dissimilar at all to this let's go brandon thing for the people who don't know what the let's go brandon thing is let's just do a quick reminder to everybody there was a chant at a nascar event a driver named brandon won the people in the crowd started chanting F Joe Biden, only they were saying the actual word. It's a family show, so I won't say it, but that was the chant. The NBC reporter who was at the event, whether she was lying or really didn't hear, she said, oh, listen to the crowd chanting, let's go, Brandon. <laughs> well, that's not what they were chanting. Well, now this has become a thing. It's, it's everywhere. I, we were trick-or-treating last night. People had it carved into pumpkins. Okay, it's everywhere now. And now the left is freaking out. That Southwest Airlines pilot who call, who said, let's go, Brandon. They're calling for his job. They want his name. They want the flight number. This is just like the January 6th stuff we were just talking about. What are you so worried about? What are you so worried about? Remember what I've been telling you. Remember what I've been telling you. They're more scared than you think they are. They're scared to lose control of the message. They're scared they're losing what they have. Good. Make them even more afraid. Joe Borelli, he is a New York City councilman. He's coming up next. I wanted him to talk to you, to the entire country, because what's happening in New York is a preview of what's coming near you. How's it going? How are these vax mandates working out? Fire department still taking all the calls? We'll talk to Joe about it next. Hang on. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and apparently New York Councilman Joe Borelli is still in the Halloween mode at this point in time. Joe, all right, be honest with me right now. Are you a full-size candy bar house or the minis? Full disclosure, we still hand out minis because money doesn't grow on trees. I am most certainly a mini candy bar person because it's easier to 
take the candy tax away from the kids mm-hmm. when they don't really know how to count past five or ten. <laughs> it's true. That is true. All right, Joe. Obviously, this is uh, this is bigger than New York. I, I really wanted you on tonight because this is it's about to affect the entire United States of America. Everyone's looking at New York City now with cops, firefighters, EMS, sanitation, losing their jobs. Twenty six. Firehouses closed. Joe, how in the world can a city like New York let this happen? Well, it can only through progressive government and, and unchecked progressive power. I mean, that, that's how it happens when you have a essentially a one-party system uh, where people are only afraid of primary election challenges from the far left. You have vaccine mandates uh, with no political fallout. In fact, you get politically rewarded by these crazy people who sat in their pajamas all day and worked from home if you try to force people to take vaccines without their consent or fire them if they choose not to. And, and you're right, Jesse, uh, most cities have similar policies rolling into effect in the next month or two, and the federal government policy is rolling into effect in the next month or two. So this is the, the first, this is the test case, and sadly it's not going well. It's not going well, and Joe, that's that's really why I wanted to have you on tonight, because New York... I mean, people can hate it. I love the place, but New York does lead. It is the most important city in America by far, and I have argued the most important in the world. And they are they are laying out the blueprint for trashing every city in the country now. How is it possible we tell cops and firemen they're not allowed to come to work because they don't want to take a vaccine? How how did we get here, Joe? No, no, you're absolutely right. I mean, and, and go beyond, you know, cops and firefighters. I mean, talk about sanitation. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, it bothers me when the garbage man spills something. It bothers me when the garbage man misses my pail. Find me the human that actually is concerned whether their garbage man is vaccinated or not. This is someone who, by default of his job, does not come into your house and interact with the public. They, they, you know, they, they, you know, everyone knows what they do. This is just insane. But going back to firefighters, we had 26 firehouses out of service at some point on Saturday. We had uh, 18 out of service at some point this morning, uh, and I'm told that we might even be up to uh, a greater amount uh, by today. Last night, there was a pretty bad fire on Staten Island. Nobody died, thankfully. However, the first due fire companies that normally would respond to that address were both out of service. The mayor's trying to say that the firehouses are not closed, but firehouses don't operate by people walking up to the front door and knocking on So if one of the two companies in the firehouse is out of service, that means that the big red thing with the sirens isn't responding when they're actually called for an actual emergency. That's the problem. And the Dems are trying to win this battle on semantics. No, the firehouses are open. Of course they're open. It's just bull. All right, Joe, you're right. I've seen them do it now. de Blasio does it. Of course, Biden's going to do it. They're all going to do it. They're all going to lie now and say things aren't really bad. But aren't, isn't that lie going to fall flat when people you know, in New York City call 911 and they're told, oh, we don't have any units available. It'll be 45 minutes before you see someone. You can't cover that up. No, no, and it's happening now. Uh, the department announced today, uh, after they were prodded, that they're in a condition called fallback level two. Uh, and basically what that means is they just aren't responding 
to the same level of calls. Normally in New York, if there's a, an odor of gas, like a gas leak, the fire department will come. Right now they've said we're just not going to respond to that because of staffing levels. So we're already seeing that happening. And unfortunately, it's, gonna, you know, it's not going to be a gas leak. It's going to be you know, when Grandpa falls down the stairs or Grandma has a heart attack. And again, no one is going to care the vaccine status of the firefighters or EMTs when they're strapping Grandma up with defibrillators. They just don't give a hoot. Speaking with New York City Councilman Joe Borelli. Joe, okay, let's. Uh, it's not exactly news that Bill de Blasio is a complete disaster. I hate the guy. Eric Adams is the likely next mayor. I, I, I wish he wasn't, but he is. I'm not, I'm not naive. Tell me Eric Adams is going to walk in and say no more vaccine mandates. I don't think he is. Oh. I don't think he is. I mean, and in fact, you know, where de Blasio said we're not going to do vaccine mandates for school children, because in his correct assessment, that would mean that more children of color won't be in the public schools. And he's right about that. Uh, Mayor, to be Eric Adams had said, no, 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 we're going to implement a vaccine mandate as soon as we can. So uh, on children. So you're going to see really, really a new level of anger. It's easy now when it's not you, when it's when it's the cop you barely know down the street. It's one thing. But when it's your kids that have to get the jab, you're going to see parents get to a whole new level of anger. Or, or other ones that many that I know will just pack up and leave and go to Florida or Texas or South Carolina, et cetera. Well, the, Joe, when does it stop then? I, I can't seem to find a stopping point. If, if people dying from fire, dying from cops not being able to show up, garbage piling up on the streets, if real world consequences like that won't make New York change, change direction – then it won't make anyone else change direction in the country until what? We're just going to watch New York, Chicago, L.A., all the standard cities descend into hell holes? I, I mean, essentially we did during the pandemic when New York was the, what, did, went out of its way, essentially, to do everything it can to not open its public schools and listen to the teachers' union. Uh, it was announced yesterday that 50,000 less public school students are there. Oh. So that's when it stops. It stops when people just leave and they vote with their feet. I, I, don't, I think I might have said this on your show before. I don't ever lose votes to people who decide to vote for the party of Bill de Blasio. I lose votes in my election because people decide to vote for Ron DeSantis, <laughs> one of the other governors, Democrat or Republican, that are doing a halfway decent job around the country. Joe, the hospital situation is not something people were talked talking about enough. I've had uh, one of these prenatal doctors reach out to me and say, hey, we're, we're having trouble getting the appropriate supplies. Now I don't have enough nurses. I've had a surgeon email me and tell me he can't get the surgical supplies he's needed, so he's pushing life-saving surgeries back. New York's right at the epicenter of this, too. How's that looking? Yeah, I mean, the supply chain crisis is now uh, finally starting to have the effects on supplies people need for their daily lives. It was one thing to speak about it in the abstract when things were on ships off Los Angeles. Uh, it's another thing when Costco's out of toilet paper or when the local pizzeria is charging double for a pizza because they can't get the materials to make dough or pizza boxes or chicken wings, et cetera, et cetera. You're seeing that happen right now. You're seeing a lot more signs in stores saying, hey, we had to raise our prices because of, 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 of you know, whatever factors uh, went into the, the cost of their materials. But you're seeing it more and more on the hospital side. Don't forget, we're having trouble getting employees where many hospitals had to hire all new people to comply with the, the 1%, 2%, 5%, 10%, whatever it was for that hospital system who lost uh, employees who don't want to be vaccinated. Speaking with Joe Borelli, New York City Councilman. Joe, what the kiddos go as for Halloween? Let's talk about something happy. Oh, well, well, one of them was Spider-Man. 
And, oh, but he pluralizes it, so he was Spider-Man's. <laughs> uh, and the other w- was a vampire. So uh, we had some fun. We, we, we played with the kids. See, in Staten Island, where I'm from, you still do that traditional trick-or-treating where you go to your neighbor's house and, and you have fun. It's a, really, it's a real wholesome part of New York City, and everyone listening should think about visiting. Yeah, everyone who actually thinks in a decent way should think about moving there if you're not going to get out of New York is what they should do. Joe Borelli, thank you so much, my brother. I appreciate you. Thank you. I wanted him on. I know he's a New York City councilman, but I wanted him on for everyone to hear. I wanted everyone to hear it because you just heard what he said. Oh, a gas leak? Oh, yeah. Um, mm. Hey, we don't do those anymore. Sorry. That's real. And you heard what he talked about. Grandma, grandpa falling down the stairs. Oh, man, that's that broken hip. I bet she's in a lot of pain. It's going to be a couple hours. You wanted it. You wanted it. Now you got it. All right. You know who doesn't have neck pain anymore? My wife. She was a gymnast forever, as everybody knows. And so her neck was a disaster. That happens when you fall on your head a lot as a gymnast. My pillow fixed it. We each got my pillow pillows from my pillow and... My wife doesn't have neck pain anymore. And, and what have I been telling you about Christmas time coming up? Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets, you know, Giza, the world's best cotton. Giza Dream Sheets are buy one, get one free. Not just for yourself, for friends and family. Go get these as Christmas gifts. Buy one, get one free. And when you start handing these bad boys out, believe me, you're going to get thanked. You have to go to MyPillow.com, promo code JESSE, and you will get Giza Dream Sheets, buy one, get one free. Or if you're driving, that's fine. Call 800-845-0544, 800-845-0544, MyPillow.com, promo code JESSE. The Jesse Kelly Show. Jesse Kelly show. And look, I told you Joe Borelli was going to be bringing it. It's already happening. Oh, it's just a gas leak. Oh, we can't make it. Good luck. People are going to die because of these mandates. They are. They're going to die. All this daggone insanity. All right. Well, you know, at least, at least with all the bad news out there, at least Joe Biden is out of the country. We got rid of poor Joe for a couple days. Now, granted, It's getting embarrassing, but still. Yes, this is the fifth day of the president's overseas tour, and he was uh, seen on camera with his eyes closed. It appears that perhaps he was dozing. And in these settings, uh, cameras are all around. And the camera caught uh, President Biden, who turned 79 later this month, uh, with his eyes closed for a period of time. And you're right. These can be embarrassing situations. You have the contrast of leaders, including President Biden, calling for the urgency of these issues of address in climate and uh, a moment like that in a session uh, can be uh, a political uh, obstacle for a moment. <laughs> that's that's MSNBC. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess when you're telling everybody the world's going to end if we don't solve these problems, one would think you'd be able to stay awake. <laughs> Gosh, it's so embarrassing. And, you know, I make this mistake, too. You probably make this mistake. 
we think to ourselves that the machine's always going to keep running. And we discount. This is what we discount so much. We discount how much person-to-person interaction can sometimes alter the entire planet. It can change huge events on the world stage. How does it look to the rest of the world that we ship poor Joe over there? And we have all these other leaders of the West, you know, Trudeau, that idiot, and all all these other guys. And our president falls asleep in class. And our president, and the things he says, the things he says over there, they're so embarrassing and so bad. This is the president of the United States of America. And as we see current volatility in energy prices, rather than cast it as a reason to back off our clean energy goals, we must view it as a call to action. High energy prices only, only reinforce the urgent need to diversify diversify sources, double down on clean energy development, and adapt promising new clean energy technologies so we can not only we don't remain overly reliant on one source of power to power our economies and our communities. (laughs) What? What in the world are they thinking? Think what they're thinking. I caught it. You know what, fellas? Try to find this. It's my fault for not digging it up. I caught an Australian newscast over the weekend. Australia, they were making fun of Joe Biden on camera. The world is watching us and laughing at us because we have this bumbling buffoon over there, this absolute moron. And I have to, I have to point this fact out. I know I already, I, I know I brought this up. How crazy is it that with all the problems we have right now, you know, potential commercial real estate crisis coming down, we have inflation, there's a supply chain crisis, we have all these millions of Americans out of work, the border's overwhelmed, Afghanistan, we already embarrassed ourselves, like all these huge real things going on. All the leaders of the West are currently in Europe trying to solve a make-believe problem. Man-made climate change isn't real. How apropos is that, that all the leaders of the West are trying to solve the make-believe problem with the real problems unsolved? Y'all, you have the Australia thing already? Oh, gosh, good work, fellas. Listen to this. This is in Australia. This is how they talk about our president now. No expression, time is money. As one computer said, if you're on the train and they say Portal Bridge, you know you better make other plans. Uh, let's let's go over what he just said there. Let's just not ignore that. Let's go over it. As one computer said, if you're on the train and they say Portal Bridge, you know you better make other plans. <laughs> I've got nothing. Okay, let's let's leave that to one side and see what else the president. That's how they talk about us now. And by the way, I actually, I think I know, I think that was Rita, Rita Panahi, I believe her name is. I think that was Rita. You know what, Chris? I just decided after listening to her accent, we need to go ahead and get her on the show. So let's, what? What? It'll be fine. I'm sure they have a totally weird time zone over there on Australia. I actually think it's Christmas over there at this point. So find out how we can get, how, how if we can get these Australians on the line, Chris. But listen, that's real. That's real. Interpersonal interaction matters. Now picture this. While we're going through all this crisis, as you're hearing the sound of my voice, it's Monday night. It's Monday night. As you're hearing the sound of my voice, Joe Biden 
is sitting down for a cigar. I probably doesn't smoke cigars. Sitting down for a, for a Werther's original with other leaders, and it's not just some official meeting because they're they they meet all the time off camera. Remember, and other leaders are sizing him up. It's not a machine. It's person to person. What are you thinking right now if you're sitting down with Joe Biden? What are you thinking about the state of America? I mean, I made a little funny on uh, uh, on Halloween Day. I put a picture of, what's that person's name? Rachel Levine, the transsexual health or transgender. I don't even know what you're supposed to call him anymore. But he's the health and human services secretary. And I just put his picture up there and I said, happy Halloween. I, I was making a joke. But in all seriousness, think how we look to the world. Our head health guy thinks he's a woman. Our president can't stay awake for five seconds or complete sentences. Nancy Pelosi's the Speaker of the House. She sounds like she spent all night with Keith Richards half the time. And don't forget, Dome is the Vice President. She can't get through a simple interview without that weird cackle laugh every time. What, what does the rest of the world think about us right now? How embarrassing is this? How truly embarrassing are these people? I'm worried we're getting sized up. I am. I've, what? Look, if you were a bad guy, if you were Vladimir Putin, wouldn't you be sizing us up? I, I, you could hardly blame him. It's not like I'm going to root for him, right? But who can blame him? Who wouldn't be signing us up? Sizing us up, I mean. All right. We'll take some phone calls. We have to get to this Bill Maurer audio. 877-377-4373. Hang on. Jesse Kelly show, and yes, we do have Medal of Honor Monday coming up in just a second. Remember, we're going to talk about this Virginia race really briefly tomorrow. As soon as I'm done with Medal of Honor Monday, we're going to talk about the Virginia race. So it's just a couple minutes from now. Don't turn it off if you're not from Virginia. Uh, There's something big going on here, potentially big going on here. And I will explain what I mean in just a second. It's going to affect all of us, I think. But... First and foremost, the only decent thing we do on this show all week is Medal of Honor Monday. And why do we do Medal of Honor Monday? For, for any new listeners, every Monday, we simply take a Medal of Honor citation. Whenever, one wins, whenever anyone wins a Medal of Honor, they write them up a citation. And they're all available online for public consumption for free. Every single one that's ever been won, you can go read the name, the rank, the unit, the location, and then the citation, a description of what they did. Every Monday, we just take one of these and we read them. And we read them for a specific reason. These men and their deeds deserve to be remembered. That this citation I'm holding in my hands exists is worth nothing if nobody reads it. It's worth nothing. If it's just sitting there online, it must be read so people can hear it, so kids especially can hear it and learn that the YouTube star is not who you want to be. This is who you want to be. These are the people you want to be. That's why we do it. Plus, what is culture? We talk all the time about culture this and culture wars and culture, culture. Well, what is culture? Culture is not complicated. 
It's simply what your society incentivizes and disincentivizes. And we incentivize everything that's wrong today. I think we should start holding these men up as what we should be. And I will say a quick note about this one. This is a little different. This one is very short. Why is it very short? Well, when you've read as many of these as I have, you figure something out. This one is from World War I. And anything prior to World War II, like they have Medal of Honor citations from Civil War. I've been older. They have Medal of Honor citations from all of them. But anything prior to World War II didn't exactly have a lot of effort put into it. They're very short. They're very direct. It's World War II. You can tell they really started ramping up the military budget, and they started ramping up the the money-raising thing where they were wanting to put their heroes out there. Once you hit World War II and after, the Medal of Honor citations are much better and do the guy justification a lot more. So that's why you'll notice most of the ones I read are World War II and post. But I don't think we should dismiss the ones before, right, just because the citation's a little short. So now, without further ado... We're going to read the one for George Dillboy, U.S. Army, World War I. Honoring those who went above and beyond. It's Medal of Honor Monday. After his platoon gained its objective after a ra- along a railroad embankment, PFC Dillboy, accompanying his platoon leader to reconnoiter the ground beyond, was suddenly fired upon by an enemy machine gun from a hundred yards. From a standing position on the railroad track, fully exposed to view, he opened fire at once, but failing to silence the gun, rushed forward with his bayonet fixed, good grief, through a wheat field toward the gun emplacement, falling within 25 yards of the gun with his right leg nearly severed above the knee and several bullet holes in his body. With undaunted courage, he continued to fire into the emplacement from the prone position, killing two of the enemy and dispersing the rest of the crew. And that's it. That was George Dillboy from World War One, And... I realize most people don't get Medal of Honor citations, but one of the reasons I did like this one was how many guys out there have charged a machine gun nest only they just died right away. So they didn't, they didn't live long enough to do something that would get a Medal of Honor citation. They just charged and died and then their parents buried them and that was it. Their bravery is not lost either, right? Let's keep in mind there's a lot of those. All right. 877-377-4373. You got any family members that are cutting you out of their lives for vaccination reasons? Will. Hang on. I'll get back to that in a second. All right. Now, tomorrow, tomorrow in Virginia, there is a very, very, very important race. It's the governor of Virginia. Why is that important? Well, this is the race that happens before the midterms. This is what you call a gigantic advertisement for what's coming in the midterms. Now, normally, because it's Virginia, it wouldn't matter. It wouldn't matter at all because Virginia's reliably blue. So it's not really a bellwether race. It's not going to advertise anything. They're just going to go elect the next loser Democrat 
and they're just going to continue to ruin one of the coolest states in the country. But along came Joe Biden, and Joe Biden has destroyed the popularity of the Democratic Party nationally. And then along comes Terry McAuliffe, and Terry McAuliffe gets up in a debate, and Terry McAuliffe, he says in the debate, parents shouldn't be in charge of their child's education. Glenn Youngkin dove on this, has been running ads for it all over Virginia. Terry McAuliffe is too stupid to realize how bad he stepped in it. He's still going on TV trying to defend it. Should that be left to the hands of the parents or should it be left to the school boards and others who do this every single day and focus on it? They would argue that and bill is you not saying it. you saw in the crowd, everybody they, clapped when right. I said it. I understand that, but they would say this is not about banning a book. This is about informing parents that a book may have some material that... Not all parents will be crazy about. Hey, everyone clapped when I said it. So that's that's obviously not going well, right? And this is Terry McAuliffe. I believe this is from yesterday. Not exactly sounding like the guy who's on the cusp of winning. We rank 50th out of 50 states on average teacher pay as it compares the average pay. We are the 10th wealthiest state in America. We should never be 50th out of 50 states. So I promise all of you, and I got a lot of cameras here, I am going to raise teacher pay above the national average for the first time. We are going to get all 41,000 at-risk three- and four-year-olds. We're going to give them a pre-K education here in the Commonwealth of Virginia. And I promise all of you, within two years, every family, every child will have broadband access here in Virginia. And we got to work hard to diversify our teacher base. 50% of our students are students of color. 80% of the teachers are white. So what I'm going to do for you will be the first state in America. If you'll go teach in Virginia for five years in a high-demand area, that could be geographic, it could be coursework, we will pay room, board, tuition yeah. at any college, yeah. any university, yeah. or any HBCU here in Virginia. Yeah. We're the first state in America to do that. What did you just hear? What did you just hear? You didn't hear about teachers and white and diversity and broadband. What you just heard was a, what, 45-second long clip of, please vote for me, I'll pay for you to do it. Well, free room and board, and uh, 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 white people suck, and uh, internet, we're, we're going to give out internet, free broadband, free everything. Okay, that tells you they're in very serious trouble. Well, what does any of this have to do with the entire country? It has everything to do with the entire country. Democrats are currently trying to pass a two to three trillion dollar infrastructure bill that will reshape this nation on top of the debt. They can't seem to gather in the votes they need right now. Oddly, we have partially the communist base like uh, AOC to thank for that because it's not left enough for them. The moderates like Manchin and Cinema are a little worried. And so they're having trouble finding a bill they can, they can get through. Manchin got up today and said, no, I'm not passing it. That's irresponsible. If Democrats lose in Virginia, if they lose the governor's race in Virginia, a state that went to Biden by 10 points, that's a butt kicking. That's a blowout. If they lose Virginia one year exactly before the midterm elections, Katie bar the door because they are going to officially be scared to death to do anything else more radical. The numbers coming out about approval on every issue to say Democrats are behind would be kind. They're getting slaughtered, and I mean slaughtered in every single issue. And look, remember, 
I think it's the great Ann Coulter who said this, so I want to give her credit for it. If not, I'll give credit to whoever came up with it, but it's so true. Republicans suck, right? And so Republicans, when they get elected, people are like, oh, gosh, Republicans suck. And so they choose Democrats. But what they, what, when that happens, people always forget, wow, Democrats are legit insane and want to destroy the country. Let's go back to the Republicans who just suck. Well, that's what we're in the middle of right now. That's what we're right in the middle of right now. People are clamoring. When you're clamoring for Republicans, you know the other guys must suck. All right. I'm going to take your phone calls finally next. 877-377-4373. Any family estrangement because of the vaccine stuff? We're going to talk about that. and I'm going to elaborate just a little bit more on Virginia. But first, you know what's really, really, really nice? Being able to make a phone call from inside of your home. And I know what you're thinking, Jesse, what are you, people have been doing that forever. No, 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 no. When I had T-Mobile, which was like a month ago, I could not make phone calls from inside of my home. I had to step outside every time I had to make a phone call. I switched over to Pure Talk. Not only am I saving a fortune, it's like half of what I was paying with T-Mobile for unlimited data, by the way. I'm saving a fortune. My coverage is flat out better. I get better coverage I get the new iPhone 12 at absurd discounts, and I don't have to pay a company that hates this place? That sounds pretty cool to me. That's what you get with Pure Talk. You have nothing to lose. From your cell phone, dial pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly, and you'll save 50% off your first month. That's pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly. The Jesse Kelly Show. It's still real to me, damn it. Returns next. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and yes, oh, did I tell you what I did yesterday? Chris is going to be so stressed out. Oh, I blew some money on Saturday kind of by accident. All right, you know what? I'll tell you that story in just a second. And we got Selena Zito, the great Selena Zito, coming up in 10 minutes. She has some stuff to say about West Virginia. But first, Will in California. Let's hope this actually works. Will, go, bud. Yes, indeed. Hi there. Okay, first of all, I hope Virginia shows us in California the way to the Holy Land because we want Newsom, Pelosi, down in San Diego, Todd Gloria, a five to two progressive board of supervisors all out. And I told you before, I'm in here, I'm digging in. We're going to pluck them off one by one. That's number one. Number two is Halloween, estranged family members. We had 100 children coming door to door. We had our table out front. When the kids come up, I ask them, what do you say? They go, trick or treat. I look at the parents and go, what do you want, red or white? I have my libation station. Okay? (laughs) We had 100, 100 children and they were the most polite, the most beautiful families, uh, lots of adults. Very few were bust in like we sometimes have. But we're in a cozy little track here in Carlsbad near the Omni. And it was just. Reed in Connecticut. Go ahead, Reed. Well, I'm glad that man talked about the uh, promised land because I believe that God talks to us, but we better be listening or we won't hear his message, and that often he does it in a very humorous way. Uh, Last night, lying in bed, I had the TV on, 
and I was looking through the guide for a movie to watch, and up comes Freddy Got Fingered, which is... And I think we'll go ahead and wrap that up for the night. You know what? No more phone calls tonight. No more phone calls. That's it. That was the only two. If that's how we're doing this, then phone calls are once again on suspension. I don't even know if we'll bring them back tomorrow. Once, once again, get to the point. No small talk. No hi, how are you? No nothing. When I go, you go. Get right to the point. Every single time, Chris just X out the phone lines. No more phone calls tonight. We're just moving on. <laughs> All right. Oh, gosh, I didn't tell you what I did. Friday night, I'm done with the show, and we go to a homecoming football game. Now, the school, they had a silent auction going on to help raise money for the kiddos for the school. Right, no problem. I walk into the silent auction. I'm a little late because so I just got done with the show. So, so I walk into the silent auction, and you're thinking it's a, it's a stupid school silent auction. You know, they're going to be selling graham crackers or something like that. But they have some of the coolest stuff out there, some of the coolest stuff out there. I'm walking through, and one of the things that's available is a fishing trip for four, a day-long fishing trip for four. I'm, I'm pretty close to, to Galveston here, down in Galveston. It's only like 45 minutes away from my house. I'm talking deep, well, not deep sea fishing, but you'll be fishing all the jetties and things like that. So I say to myself, well, there's all these dads in here because the place was full. I might as well throw a number on there. I'm never going to win it. So I might as well just throw a number on there and uh, you never know. So I put it on there, only it was like $600. But but the, the thing is, Chris, Chris, I know you're freaking out. That's that's half what you would pay for a trip like that. And I was thinking I'd get with my buddy and he'd bring his kid, help pay for it. You know, I'm the $600. And so, okay, that's one. Two, I do a little other walk around and I see this other really cool thing. I can't explain exactly what it is just yet. I'll explain more tomorrow. But I see this other really cool thing. And it was also about that much money. And there were, th everyone had bid on this thing. So I thought, and there were still so many people in there. So I thought, well, I'll bid on this too. I doubt I'm going to win anything because I never win anything here. And I'm certainly not going to stay. So I just bid on this too and I'll take off. I bid on both of them. Now, that's $1,200. $1,200. But I'm not assuming I'm going to spend a dime. I'm not assuming I'm going to spend a dime. I get back out to the game. I'm noticing there are a lot of people coming out of the silent auction. I turn to the wife and I say, what time does it close? She says, oh, you just caught the end of it. You didn't bid on anything, did you? And I'm thinking there, oh, my gosh, no. Oh, no. And it's not a half hour after the game ends. I get a phone call from the school. I won one. And already, okay, I'm not stressed because it's not the fishing trip. It was the other item. But, okay, I'm, I'm not feeling great. But, I mean, it's not the end of the world. It was something I wanted for a price I wanted. But, okay, uh, $600. Okay, let me, um, all right, that hurts. Okay, okay, we'll be okay. We'll be okay. It's something I wanted. The wife's already looking at me like, what else did you do? And I said, well, ah, look, there might have been one other one. There might have been one other one. But I don't think about it because I only got that one phone call that night. This morning getting ready to come to work, get out of the shower, throw my clothes on. 
And all of a sudden, the wife's standing in the bathroom door. And she's looking at me, and it's one of those looks like, are you serious right now? And and I'm so, I could tell I don't even have to ask. I said what what's what's the problem? She said, "Oh, check your email." I said, "Well, I'm drying off. What what's what's wrong, princess? I love you. You know, you can tell something's wrong. Something's wrong." I won the other one too. I went to a stupid silent auction on Friday night and spent $1200. $1200. I'm so stressed out about the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. What, Chris? I don't know if you pay sales tax on it, Chris. I haven't even gone yet. That's the thing. I have to go tomorrow and pick all this stuff up in shame. I don't even know the rules of the fishing trip. I don't know. Oh, gosh. I've never been on anything again. And I don't care that it was for a good cause. I don't care. I'm so stressed out about it. I'd love to see the look on your face, Chris, if you accidentally blew $1,200. You'd be in the ditch with a bottle of tequila somewhere right now. All right. We got the great Selena Zito coming up next. What is middle America? What are they saying and thinking about these midterm elections? Joe Biden. Let's talk to her about it. Hang on. It is the Jesse Kelly show. And see, see. It pays oftentimes to have a producer who's Jewish. We spent the entire break, and Chris was coming up with ways I can write that off. All that silent auction stuff. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> Joining me now, my friend Selena Zito. She just always writes the best stuff out there. Actually has a pulse and cares about middle America a bit. Selena, tell me about West Virginia. Oh, I would love to tell you about West Virginia. West Virginia, who, which I think is one of the most, and you grew up in Ohio, right? Yes, one ma'am. of the most beautiful states that there is out there, and the nicest, sweetest, kindest people. But it always ends up being sort of the butt of the joke. Anytime an issue surrounding West Virginia um, becomes a um, becomes national news. So, case in point, Joe Manchin right now um, is the center of news. So, as soon as he says something, uh, if you go on social media, which I don't because it's the devil, um, all you see is sort of like, oh, well, the people live there are stupid, or they should move out of there, or who cares about West Virginia? And, you know, what I find so interesting, Jesse, is that West Virginia, which is, you know, not far from where I live in western Pennsylvania, it's only 24 miles to the state line, what I find, what I have found in the years I have been covering American politics is West Virginia has actually been ahead of the curve in teaching us about this conservative populist movement that has been pushing it back against the cultural curators that sort of control the narrative in the country or attempt to. And what do I mean by cultural curators? I'm talking about corporations, news media, entertainment, national and professional sports entities, and institutions and government. And they have been pushing back against them long before sort of the rest of the country caught up. And, and uh, you know, I look to them as, as sort of these bellwethers of telling us uh, what is, you know, what is wrong with this country. And that's how I see West Virginians. Look, 
These are the people that make the things that we're using right now. They, they make the things that make our cars, that make our appliances, that, um, that make our, uh, our phones that we're, we're using right now or listening to or the earbuds without natural gas wells that are abundant in West Virginia or the coal or the coke or the steel that they make in the town that I was in in Fallensby, we wouldn't be enjoying half the things that we depend on every day. Selena, why did West Virginia turn into a reliably red state? Because it was blue for a long time, most of my adult life, and it is, yeah. I mean, it's blood red now. Why? Um, uh, mostly in reaction to overreach by the government. It's as simple as that. Uh, the, the government has, has over sort of reached in everything that it's done in trying to sort of be the nanny state to take care of us, but also in regulations uh, and in taxation. And they were the first people to start to flip. West Virginia flipped in 2000 before a lot of other states did and didn't vote for Al Gore. Within 10 years, uh, I mean, within 20 years, Every state, every, every seat that was held in West Virginia, whether it was co- members of Congress, uh, House of Delegates, U- um, State Senate, U.S. Senate, went through governor, lieutenant governor, all the state road offices, went from all blue to all red. And it is a reaction to this sort of class system that we are experiencing between outsiders and insiders. And you see it now in places like Pennsylvania, in Ohio, in Michigan, um, and, and Wisconsin, and all in Iowa, and all across the Great Lakes. I mean, there was a, uh, a perfect example in Iowa just two weeks ago that I reported from, where a seat that was been held by a Democrat for over 40 years flipped to Republican. It's not because people all of a sudden fell in love with Republicans, per se. It can be. It can't be. That's not the point. The point is that the Democrats overreached, and this sort of inside-outside classism um, is people are just tired of it. Selena, we're speaking with Selena Zito, by the way, the great writer Selena Zito. Selena, the middle of the country where you really, I mean, specialize in. I see the national poll numbers for Joe Biden and the Biden administration, and they're bad. I'm assuming they're really, really, really bad with the people you talk to in middle America, but I don't want to assume. What are they saying and what don't they like? So what's really fascinating is this all started, and the national news media did not pick up on this, but the, the, the drop in support for Biden happened almost immediately in Af- with Afghanistan. It's not because he took the, um, the troops out of Afghanistan. Most people agreed that that was the, the course we should take. However, it is the negligent way that he did that opened people's eyes. It, it, when, when, when people ask me about Virginia to, on Wednesday about what happened and what people ask me about um, in, in, in the elections, um, the off-year elections and judicial races across the Midwest, and ask me why the um, Democrats lost all these very important, superior, and common pleas court seats, I would say it began in that moment. 
that began with Afghanistan, and it's most prevalent among independent voters and and um, and suburban male voters, in particular ones that voted for Trump in 2016 but did not vote for him in 2020. It doesn't mean they voted for Biden. They may sat at home. It's a little bit of a split there. Uh, but these are the voters that he is losing in a massive way. Okay, so they're mad about Afghanistan. But, Selena, we like to imagine voters are fickle and have a short memory. I mean, that's that's kind of how I picture them. How are they still mad about Afghanistan? That Wasn't that like two weeks ago? And also, I know it was back in <laughs> September, but it does seem far enough away that they shouldn't no, still be salty about it. But I guess that's wrong. That, that is. It, it's, it's one of those issues that's stuck. It was followed by uh, the Haitian immigrants in in texas that sort of reinforced that negligence that refusal to go to the border that refusal to admit that this problem was caused by this administration and then it was compounded uh, by um the the way that they have handled uh the uh, national school board association letter that went uh, to uh, out to the um to the White House, and and then went to uh, the uh, DOJ. You know, all of these things are things that are impacting our community. And the other thing, and the thing we don't talk about enough, but is I see in communities all across the Great Lakes Midwest, uh, and also all across um, throughout Appalachia, is the incredible crime rate that we are experiencing. It is it is not talked about enough. And it is something that impacts people in their daily lives. It impacts parents. It impacts children. It impacts teenagers. It impacts young people, college students. There's no elderly. And no one is exempt from this problem. And a lot of people look to the Democrats for reinforcing the defund the police movement uh, as part of their, you know, sort of, Again, I, I would I would I would say this election um, on tomorrow in Virginia, but also in these off-year judicial elections across the country, these court races, these are really, really important. It is about two things. This is an inside-outside election, meaning everyone outside of the large cities in the country um, are are sort of revolting against the insiders, or as some people would call them, the elite. Uh, that that is one aspect of it, and it's also overreach. Voters sent Democrats to Washington D.C. and gave them power because they promised to be calmer and they promised not to, you know, go crazy. They go to Washington, D.C., and what do they do? Oh, my God. Everybody loves us. We have a mandate. We can spend like drunken sailors. Selena Zito, everybody, go sign up for her newsletter. You will enjoy it. Thank you, Selena. Thank you, selenazito.com. Do it, you guys. Speaking of crime rates. Uh, just had a personal story about that that I can't tell you quite yet. No, no, I'm just fine, but just someone in my life. And guess what? Talk to her today. She's buying a hero gun. When I'm telling you about the hero gun, I'm telling you this thing saves lives. It shoots pepper balls 100 miles per hour. 
And when they hit, you cannot imagine the pain of this chemical pepper cloud that just seems to rip your eyes out of your head. You don't have to be some firearms expert to use one either. It has a laser sight on it. You point and squeeze the trigger. And you don't need a concealed carry permit for it. Go to Hero2020.com and use the code JESSE because it gets you a discount on it. Get one for yourself. Get one for your spouse. Keep one in your car. Keep one by your bed. Hero2020.com, code JESSE. State restrictions may apply. The Jesse Kelly Show. I like it. Returns next. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. And, all right, let's let's talk about this this whole that you heard Selena talk about the crime. People were mad about the crime and crime this and crime that and crime this. And you should be. And it, it really, I mean, especially the urban areas of this country. The blue areas are a disaster, and they're getting worse. You already had all the defund the police nonsense. Now vaccine mandates, they're getting worse. And I do have to ask, though, and I hate to bring up uncomfortable stuff. I'll get to your emails in a second. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. If you're mad about crime today, what were you saying last summer when every part of our system tried to tell you that America was an evil, racist place and the cops were the problem in the urban black community. Because that's what they did. And I realized that there's virtually nobody on that train now. You can't find someone who supported it. But back when it was hard and everyone was screaming racist at somebody else, it was awfully lonely out here saying, uh, the cops are not the problem in the urban black community. That's ridiculous. In fact, if you actually ever talk to somebody, a black person in the urban black community, they'll tell you they need the daggone cops. You need the cops in those communities to get the mail half the time. Seriously. They have to go in with UPS and FedEx and whatnot. The cops were not the problem. They were never the problem in the urban black community at all. Now, we can spend a while if you want and try to unpack those problems, but it dang sure wasn't the cops, and yet... Everybody on the left, everyone in the media, every entertainer, the entire Democratic Party, 90% of the politicians and pundits on the right, everybody just decided, well, yeah, we are racist. We, we are evil. Uh, 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 let's, let's change the military bases and fire the cops. Remember, first thing the right did, uh, Tim Scott, uh, can we get a police reform bill, Tim? Everyone jumped on that cops are the enemy bandwagon. And what was I screaming at you last year? I was screaming, oh, people are going to die because of this. What are you talking about? You can't take away the cops. What? What? Well, now you get what you get. And this is why, this is why I yell so loud about things when all of society seems to be pushing one way. It's why I was so loud about COVID. When everyone, everyone, people I know, friends of mine, Ah, uh, it's just 15, j- 15 days, Jesse. Ah, uh, we don't know how bad it's going to be. Go home. And I, I remember just being flabbergasted, telling people, you think it's going to be only 15 days? They don't even have the authority to send you home for 15 days and tell you you're not essential this and you're not essential that. And you think this ends in anything but disaster? Ah, no. Yeah, how's that working out? How's that working out? All right. Jesse, I counted 40 aircraft parked out on storage ramps this evening at DFW, just on the west side of the airport. Nobody to crew them with. 
I love it so. Just wait, pay attention. Just wait for Walkout Wednesday. And I can't tell you which airline this gentleman works for, and I'm certainly not going to give you his name, but this is a pilot who regularly corresponds with the show. Walkout Wednesday is a real thing. We had, I believe the number was 1,000 last time I looked, but I think it's up to fifteen or 1,600 American Airlines flights already canceled. They're, of course, lying through their teeth about it and citing things like weather when the weather in virtually every part of the country was perfect this weekend. I'm not trying to scare you. You know, I'm just trying to give everybody a heads up on things that are coming. Air travel for the foreseeable future has the potential to be very, very difficult. Remember we got that email last week where the TSA agents said, you might have 30 40% of the TSA agents walking away. The stewardesses are walking away. The pilots are walking away. This is go- you're, you're going to be you're going to see lines that are hours long in the airport. They're not going to have people to man the security machines. They're going to have flights going down. And remember the timeline of all this. Remember, Joe Biden came out with his idiotic oh, hundred person, hundred people company mandate thing, which he doesn't even have the authority to do, and it's not a law, and there's just, there's just no justification for it at all. But as soon as he did that, these big weenie corporations, and you're all pathetic if you're one of these corporations that did it, these big weenie corporations came out and started just handing out the mandate as if it was some law that got passed. It wasn't any law. You don't have to do that. But they started handing out the mandate. But the mandate hadn't taken effect yet. You're not seeing the effect of these mandates yet. All these companies, every single person who's written me has said November or December, that's the deadline. Vaccinated or we're gone. Vaccinated or we're gone. I'm telling you, there is pain coming people don't see coming. And let me just say, if you took it, if you took the vaccine and didn't want to to keep your job, you're never going to get judgment from me. But for you people who have chosen a different path, for every person who has said, no, fire me, I'm not doing it, you're the rebel trying to save the United States of America. Good for you. Burn the whole daggone system to the ground. If your company's trying to screw you, screw them. I hope they all go in the tank. Jesse, I work for a Walmart distribution center, and for months now we've been entirely understaffed and overwhelmed with volume. I can't even work my regular position because I'm so busy backing up other areas. Also, Wake County is experiencing massive bus driver walkouts and EMS personal shortages. The pain of the vaccine mandate runs deep. Keep up the good work because America needs you. Sincerely, an anti-communist to the core. You know, we don't talk enough, and I'm guilty about I'm guilty of this big time. So this is, believe me, I'm pointing at myself. We don't talk enough about EMS. We kind of take it for granted. Anytime someone's choking, chest pain, mom falls, falls down the stairs, you can just pick up the phone and call and an ambulance will come. What if an ambulance doesn't come? What if mom's laying there clutching her chest and they're telling you it might be an hour? Oh, yeah. Pain is coming. Hang on. Jesse Kelly Show, final hour of the Jesse Kelly Show. If you missed Medal of Honor Monday, 
or any of the other amazing content from me, Chris, <laughs> the whole thing's available on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. On iTunes, this is critical, absolutely critical. Leave a five-star rating and then leave a review talking about how handsome I am. These people, they, what, Chris? These people, I, th- I really thought, nailed it. This one's titled, His Greatest Asset. A lot of people praise Jesse's political insight, entertainment value, humor, hamburger recipes, and that's all great and true. But if I'm being honest, I keep tuning in to listen because of how handsome he is. See, Chris, it's everywhere. It's not because I'm asking either. They just do this on their own. This one's titled Great Show. Hey, handsome. (laughs) Me and my husband love your show. You were so funny. We were Rush 24-7 hardcore fans. Thank you for carrying the torch. That is that is. Way nicer than I deserve. This one, I thought this one really nailed all that is me, Chris. It's just titled, So Handsome. What? Jesse Kelly is so handsome that his good looks somehow shine through his audio-only program. (laughs) All right. All right, Joe Biden is in Europe. Um, Well, he's doing what Democrats always do, and that's crap on America when they go talk to other countries. And I, I guess I shouldn't apologize, but I do apologize for the fact the United States uh, in the last administration pulled out of the Paris Accords and put us sort of behind the eight ball a little bit. Uh, the first thing I did when elected, and I see my friend nodding his head over there because we talked about this before while I was running. Doesn't Joe Biden always sound so tired? I, I'm serious. He, he sounds like a guy. Going through his third divorce at all times. Listen, this is this is Joe Biden, just the old lady. She's taken him for the last dime he's gotten. This is the third time. And I, I guess I shouldn't apologize, but I do apologize for the fact the United States, uh, in the last administration, pulled out of the Paris Accords and put us sort of behind the eight ball a little bit. Uh, the first thing I did when elected. And, I see my friend nodding his head over there because we talked about this before while I was running. Wake up, Joe. Come on now. Get with it. <laughs> and I mean, look, that was that was actually one of his more lucid moments. He was really bringing the heat today. And as we see current volatility in energy prices, rather than cast it as a reason to back off our clean energy goals, we must view it as a call to action. High energy prices only, only reinforce the urgent need to diversify diversify sources, double down on clean energy development, and adapt promising new clean energy technologies so we can not only remain overly reliant on one source of power to power our economies and our communities. (laughs) That's not good. It's not good. All right. Now, that, this, is the, this is the big story from this climate summit, although I do have to pause real quick and bring this up again. Think about all the problems we have right now. We have an overrun border. There's another giant migrant caravan heading to the border you haven't heard about, and it's thousands, tens of thousands of people. They're going to come right in. Everyone knows it. We just had the Afghanistan debacle. We have ISIS people inside the United States of America now. I haven't, I haven't even gone over that. There was a huge warning in Alexandria, Virginia over the weekend. They got word of an imminent ISIS attack on shopping malls there. By the grace of God, they either caught the guy or whatnot. There wasn't one, but ISIS is here. Remember, we threw a bunch of unvetted Afghan refugees on the plane and dropped them off at Motel 6 on the way back. 
We have inflation, supply chain problems, all these things. And so wrap your mind around how crazy this is because it's hard to just accept this. All these problems facing the world right now and the leaders of all the Western countries, they're all all meeting in Europe to try to figure out how to solve the problem that's completely made up, man-made climate change. Isn't that... Isn't that the best example you've ever heard of how insane this world is now? We have all the most powerful people in the world figuring out how to tackle something that doesn't exist. I mean, honestly, I brought it up earlier in the show and I meant it. It, it, The only thing crazier than that is the current head of Health and Human Services or the Secretary of Health and Human Services is a transgender. We got the person doesn't know what gender they are in charge of the health of the nation. That's who we are now. That's what we've become. But a lot of people are bringing this up. There's a headline here. Jeff Bezos's $48 million golf stream leads a parade of 400 private jets over to this climate conference. And they're pointing out Joe Biden's motorcade was 85 cars. And, and this, is, this is hypocritical. This is hypocrisy. No, it's not. And if you think about it like it's hypocrisy... You're not going to be able to properly understand these people. Remember, remember. What are the three things these people all have in common? Everyone knows them by now. All these people, every one of them. No love of country. There's no patriotism at all. Oftentimes they hate their country, but there's no love of country. No connection to the real world. And a belief they should rule over you. And let's focus on that for a moment because that's what we see here with this stuff. There was the way the world worked for a long time prior to about World War I. And what was that way for most of most of most of history? What were the governments like? Governments were monarchies. People had kings, right? Whether it's a small tribe with a chief or something like that, or a gigantic nation, you had kings and queens. Remember, this this having living in a representative republic like we do. It is a tiny, tiny, tiny portion of history. The vast portion of history, people are, are ruled. They're ruled by you know, monarchs, by the ruling class, monarchs and nobles. These people who fly their private jets over to figure out ways to destroy your wealth and destroy the middle class while gathering everything for themselves. These people, they don't believe they're the same as you. They believe you are one of the peasants. You are just one of the plebs. Of course the king would have rights to things you don't have the right to. Well, yes, he has the finest wines and you're starving. He's the king. I don't, that's, that's not him being a hypocrite. That's him showing you how differently he views himself. He views himself as simply being of a completely different class than you. And this applies to all these people now. They believe with 100% certainty they should rule over you. That's why they've loved coronavirus so much. And that's why they've spent the last two years gathering so much power for themselves. You saw it right off the bat. I mean, you, we, we've, we've had so many radical things happen that we don't spend enough time on any one single one. But think how crazy it is. We had governors stepping up and saying things like, you're not essential. Close your business. You're not essential. Um, who do you think you are? And Americans did it. Right? We did it. But 
That's how these people view themselves. Joe Biden doesn't think of himself as a president. Whoever your governor is, he doesn't think of himself like a governor. They don't think of themselves as servants of the people and just representing the people, just an elected leader, just humbly doing my job. They believe they should be kings. Of course they took a bunch of private jets over to a climate conference. They have no intention of ever living under any of these rules. They're all going to stay on private jets and yachts and steaks and caviar. This stuff never, ever, ever stops to them. None of this will be applicable to them. I've told you they're communists a million times. Remember, Mao was one of the richest men in the world. Vladimir Putin is the richest man in the world. It's not Elon Musk. It's Vladimir Putin. It's just it's all kept secret so people don't know about it. These people, these communist dictators, when they take over, they live the life of kings. North Korea, it's, not, it's no secret. The North Korean people live under horrible oppression and starvation. I mean, just horrible famine and starvation. I forget what the number is. So I don't want to get this wrong. But I'm pretty sure Kim, the leader of North Korea... I think he has 24 mansions. 24. Kim Jong-il? Is it Kim? It's Kim Jong-il. 24 mansions. The, his dad, prior to him, was the largest purchaser of Hennessy in the world. In the world. They used to ship it to him by the case every year while his people were going through a multi-year famine and dying million, two million? We don't know because it's such a secretive place. These people believe, not that, not that they're equal, they believe they are kings, they believe they are gods, and you're nothing. It's not hypocritical that they took private jets over there. What it is, is revealing. That's what it is. All right, we'll get to some more emails. Hang on. Missed out? Catch up. JesseKellyShow.com It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Did you, by the way, did you hear Bill Maurer go off about critical race theory? That was pretty good. It was pretty good. I, obviously, I have a lot of problems with Bill Maurer, but every now and then, man, he really, really nails it. That's what critical race theory means. If it means separating five-year-olds by race and telling some you're oppressors and the others you're the oppressed and giving up on a colorblind society and resegregation and racism is the essence of America, then I'm out. That's what it is, Bill. And that's what it always was. Where were all these people, though, last year when cities were burning? Hmm. Jesse... I just wanted to say thank God for the message you deliver daily. Today's monologue about family feuds over who's vaccinated and who's not was the best. Like a shotgun blast to the brain of the scared stupidity. God bless you in the United States of America. Jesse, I've been listening to you about family this afternoon. Just a thought here. The SJWs want families to break up. and their minds, it levels the playing field. It just isn't fair, you see, for someone to have the advantage of a close-knit family while others don't. Look, it's not, it's not news that communists break up families. We've had these conversations a million times on the show. Places like East Germany and the Soviet Union and China, you were expected as a child to, to turn on your parents. As a parent, you were expected to turn on your child. 
what I was ranting about at the beginning of the show. I got really mad. I'm sorry about that. You can catch it on the, the, the go download the podcast podcast on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. So I'm not going to get myself upset again. But I got all these responses. I continue to get all these emails from people, and they're not allowed to see their parents. Parents not allowed to see their kids. Brothers not allowed to see sisters. It, it, if you're dividing up your family over a vaccine for a virus with a 99.7% survivability rate, you're a piece of trash. You're a piece of trash. Your family takes priority. Stop being such a scared loser and stop letting fear divide up your family. Man, the rest of this stuff, politics and jobs and everything else, all that stuff comes and goes. Family remains. Like I said, I've got a bunch of family vaccinated, a bunch of family unvaccinated. It would never even occur to us to cut someone out of your life. You can't see the kids. You're not allowed to see the grandkids. This has become a sickness. It has seriously become some sort of sick obsession. I hate it. I hate it. Oh, great Oracle, master of the cheeseburger, slayer of saltwater crocodiles. Okay. Just quick reference for everybody. The crocodile, the slayer of saltwater crocodiles. On one Ask Dr. Jesse Friday, I was asked the best fighting technique for fighting a saltwater crocodile. I went into it in detail, having so much experience, Chris. What? I've already figured it out. What people do wrong is they try to swim away. The crocodile's expecting that. You need to dive into the mouth and then choke him from the inside. <laughs> I don't even want I have the technique down and everything, Chris. Well, we are finally doing it, escaping our southern Illinois home and moving to purple Iowa to make it redder. Shame that as deep red as the south of Chicago is, we don't have a fighting chance. Masks everywhere, critical race theory, it just goes on and on. House will be on the market in two weeks, leaving our entire family behind, but want better for our two boys. God bless. No, God bless you, man. That is freaking awesome. And I know it's not an easy decision. We get these emails all the time. We're moving. We're finally doing it. We're moving. We're gone. I know it's not easy to... To, to walk away and move to a different part of the country. I've done it my whole life. I've moved all over, so it's probably easier for me, but I get it. I get what a pain that is, leaving job, leaving church, leaving whatever you're leaving behind, leaving family. I, I know that's a little daunting, but like I've said before, because we get these questions, I can't leave my mom, I can't leave my dad, I can't leave that. You don't have to cut them out of your life like we were just talking about, but you maybe can't live 15 minutes away anymore. It's for the sake of your kids. It's for the sake of your kids. I'm not in that situation with my parents. My parents live in Montana anyway, but let's say they were here. And let's say the, the Houston, Texas goes crazy for all the COVID stuff, critical race theory, vax requirements, all that stuff. Let's say that comes here. I love my parents. I'm close to my parents. I talked to my mom earlier today for 45 minutes. I love my parents. I would talk to them about it, but my parents aren't going to determine at all where I choose to move and educate my kids. You're retired. You want to come along? Come along. But I have an obligation to these kids. I have to raise these kids. A lot has been said about the Virginia election in the 2022 midterms. Why on earth does anyone not think all of those elections will be rigged? Mark my words, I will be the new oracle after the governor of Virginia stays blue and everyone wondered what happened. 
This is the single biggest issue. If elections are not fixed, we can't do anything to save our country. Pause for a moment, because there are two things that are 100% true, and they're not opposite of each other. So I'm going to say this again for everybody. One, we have to stop Democrats from cheating in elections. They do cheat in elections. That's why they immediately moved to have universal mail-in voting, a federal law for everybody. You think they were doing that out of the goodness of their hearts? They were doing that so they can cheat. Mail-in voting makes it easier to cheat. We must dig in. We must stop them cheating everywhere they go. And we've had states, by the grace of God, not enough, but we've had states pass better voter laws. Okay, that's one. That is 100% true. I'm not fighting you on that at all. I get it. I get that they cheat. I get we have to stop it. But two, the dumbest, most insane, suicidal thing I've ever heard in my entire life is this thing that has caught on on the right of, ah, elections don't matter. Even if that's true, you better vote like they do matter. Are you ready to go pick up a weapon? I hope not, because we don't need any violence in this country. That's your only other recourse. So stop with that insane talk because what happens is people listen to it and they stay home. It already cost us two seats in the United States Senate in Georgia because of that stupid talk. The elections are rigged. We have no chance. Oh, it's all rigged. The elections are rigged. You better vote like they're not rigged or else we're, we're done. We're already done. And again, that's not me discounting the fact. I know they cheat and I know we have to dig into it. I know. I, I get it. We have, to, we have to do more. We have to keep pressure on Republicans to do more. Because Lord knows you have to pressure them into doing anything with any guts. But stop with this. Oh, elections are rigged. I'm not voting. That's stupid and insane and suicidal. It's handing the keys to the communists. All right. China and more me. Hang on. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and let me tell you something. You are lucky I'm here at all. No, I didn't almost die. Well, actually, I probably did almost die. You see, there are people out there who think they like to party. They're just, look, I'm not just talking about college kids, but there are adults out there who think to themselves, I like to party. Ah, I'm a big party animal. Party this weekend. Party at my house. None of you know how to party like Louisiana people. Now, I realize we have a bunch of people listening in Louisiana, and I'm telling you, I've lived all over the place, and I've never lived in Louisiana, but I've been there a thousand times, and there are all kinds of people from Louisiana over in the Houston area. It is like some kind of religion to those people. I was, we took off, we took off uh, to trick-or-treat with the kiddos last night. Kids all dressed up. You know, it's just standard neighborhood stuff. Everybody comes out. Every, I mean, the whole neighborhood comes out. It's a huge party every time. There's pizzas and barbecue and candy, and people make haunted houses in their garage. It's really great. Like I said, move to Red America. It's better. There's Let's Go Brandon Pumpkins. There are kids walking around dressed up as Trump. It's, it's hilarious. It's hilarious. But we go out, and I swear, the first house we go to from Louisiana, hey, come on up, the adults, too, because we're just setting the kids up there, and we're okay. They're handing us jello shots and stuff. I'm 40. I don't do jello shots anymore, okay? No, no, no. 
I, I, I was about half sauced by the time we were done with the daggone thing. And every single time, it was a Louisiana house. One couple from Louisiana, forget about the little, the, the little things, they're walking around with trays, with shots of something in there. I said, no, get away from me. There's Louisiana people, man. They go hard. They go hard. I remember I used to do this. Uh, uh, they're called, you could have a personal documentary made of, of yourself, your your parents, grandparents, whatever the case may be. There's, there's, you know, I used to do, I used to work there just briefly, you know, doing production work where I would go and interview the old people wherever their house was. Tell me about your life, job, childhood, that kind of thing. And I remember we went and did this one at a couple from Louisiana's home. They were here in the Houston area, but we went to their home first. And one, you walk in, and Louisiana people are just the freaking best. They're as nice as you could possibly be. Two, we get all done with the interview portion, and I'm getting up to leave. I've been in their home for four hours. Four hours I've been in these people's home. My film crew's been in there. We're getting up to walk out the door. And and she's all, no, 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 no. You got to stay and eat. Now, stay and eat wasn't them ordering a pizza. She had cooked like a five-course meal while I was busy interviewing her husband, and we had to eat out back. Now, these people were in their 60s. All right, we're not talking kids in their 20s. They're in their 60s. We go out back. Their entire back patio is built to have gigantic parties in it. And she said they just have them every single weekend. Partying for Louisiana people, it's just, it's different. Dear Pink Flower, that's not very nice. I had no idea how, how bad Jewish producer Chris had rubbed off on you. You absolutely should be that house, that house in the neighborhood that passes them out. What he's talking about was full-size candy bars. I've never been the full-size candy bar house. They're so expensive. Have you seen how much the full-size candy bar? Don't look at me like that, Chris. Uh, no, don't. Don't. Okay, you think everything's expensive. I walked in today, you look like you wanted to vomit because you had to go to Home Depot before the show. But I had this talk with my buddy Luis last night because we're running around the neighborhood and there are a bunch of families out there that are handing out full-size candy bars. I've never been full-size candy bar guy. And last night, I think, was the first time in my entire life I felt bad about it. I felt I felt totally convicted about it. People were handing out some of the coolest stuff, and here I am with the little the, the little sour patch kids where there's five sour patch kids in there. <sighs> I think we need to do better. Chris, are there do me a favor and make sure there are deals on candy the day after Halloween. I'll go buy some right now. If I gotta hand out full size, it'll be a year long, it'll be stale. That's fine with me. Dear steal some steel bandito whisperer. What if Democrats and blue mayors honestly welcome the layoffs of one quarter of the cops and one third of the firefighters in the cities and nursing and sanitation workers? Because any rage we predict will be aimed at Biden and the blue mayors will simply redirect it into rage against us conservatives instead. No, 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 no. Look, some of that's true and some of it's not. Yes, the media will help guide some of the rage towards Republicans. But this is one of those things Democrats are going to have to own. The vaccine mandates is something they're going to have to own. And I just want to reiterate this one more time here. I understand Democrats are communist scumbags now. They're not like they used to be. They're anti-American filth. Communist scumbags. I get that. I'm expecting that from them. I wasn't even that shocked when Biden tried to hand out his stupid mandate. 
I am so disappointed in America's corporate environment. These huge corporations handing out mandates for something that isn't even a law? It's not even a law. How little regard do you have for the employees who are out there grinding for you when you just arbitrarily just pass a rule because it might make the president mad and you're just tossing your own people out like trash? You are trash. Being a student of history like you, great oracle, I thought of the Battle of Britain in the late summer of 1940 at the start of World War II when Hitler was trying to make Britain capitulate by starting an aerial conflict to destroy the RAF so he could launch a land invasion across the English Channel. He started out by bombing the hell out of the English airfields and destroying as many Spitfires, Hurricanes, and Lancaster bombers as possible. By the way, Spitfires and Hurricanes are, were British fighter planes back then. He did fairly well at the start, despite the RAF pilots giving better than they got at times. One night, the German bombers strayed and bombed London by mistake, leading Winston Churchill to call for the wholesale bombing of Berlin soon, and the cities of both sides were being bombed with the slaughter of tens of thousands of civilians. That's an escalation in warfare, as you spoke of. He's 100% right. He says I can use his name. His name is Rich. I talked about this last week, how I see everything escalating so quickly now. And it does escalate so quickly because they're not backing up. Did you hear? They're already out there. Did you see what that idiot Juan Williams said? Parents' right to choose their own education is a big issue in the country right now. Big issue. Parents got a window into what their kids were learning in school last year, and they were understandably horrified. Juan Williams comes out and says it's a code for white race politics. Parents who care about that stuff. Man, that stuff... Everybody's a Nazi, everybody's racist, everybody was this, everybody's that. That stuff during the Trump era that the uh, the communists ramped up to a thousand during the Trump era, that stuff has real consequences, man. And now listen to him, even Prince Charles. Even Prince Charles is out there using some language. Man, you should really not be using. This is him at the climate conference. So, ladies and gentlemen, my plea today is for countries to come together to create the environment that enables every sector of industry to take the action required. We know this will take trillions, not billions of dollars. We also know that countries, many of whom are burdened by growing levels of debt, simply cannot afford to go green. Here we need a vast military-style campaign to marshal the strength of the global private sector. With uh, trillions... I'm, I'm sorry? Did I just uh, hear a military-style campaign? These people, they ramp things up and ramp things up and ramp things up. Well, you get to a point where you can't turn back, where you can't turn back, where you can't just make people think, oh, everyone just back off now. Have you talked to people on the right lately? Do they sound interested in backing off? They're not. It's a problem. All right. You know it's not a problem? My allergies right now, even though all of Houston is currently wiped out with horrible allergies because we had some windstorm blow in a bunch of stuff, mine are fine because I sleep with an Eden Pure Thunderstorm in my room. I have an Eden Pure Thunderstorm in my living room. My sons have an Eden Pure Thunderstorm in their room, and it's just a small little black thing. It just goes right in the outlet. It's not like other air purifiers where it's huge and loud. You don't even really know it's there. You don't ever have to replace a filter. But it's constantly cleaning the air. 
constantly cleaning the air. I got to throw away my allergy medication because of this daggone thing. They're so cool. I bought one at first. I loved it so much. I bought two more. And now you can have three too because they have a deal. If you go to EdenPureDeals.com and use the code Jesse3, that's Jesse and the number three, you get a three pack for under 200 bucks. That's a $200 in savings. EdenPureDeals.com, code Jesse3. Shipping is free. You're listening to the Oracle. You're gonna love this one. It's a scream, baby. The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and yes, I'm going to get to headlines I didn't get to in just a second. Let me see if I can't churn and burn through a couple more of these emails because there's so many daggone. I just I've fallen behind. I've fallen behind. Email. Just wanted to wonder how many shares of big pharma companies are owned by those pushing COVID vaccine, and now the booster. Follow the money. Oh, oh, they should. Yeah, oh, they're all investing. And I, I got to be honest with you. I'm going to invest. It's my daggone money. All that warp speed stuff we forget about. All the money we've chucked at these people. It's my money. I'm getting some back for me. I don't know. Maybe I want that. I can't decide. Shogun. I'm in a debate with my buddies at work. What has more consequences on human history? War or women? Your verdict will be final. I'll have the buddies listen to your show if you answer. (sighs) That's tough. That's tough because women just have this way. Men just men will do some of the dumbest things in the history of mankind for women. We will. They turn us. They turn us stupid, especially young men. They just turn you into. But it's not isolated to young men at all. They just turn men into idiots. What, Chris? Yeah, I know the Helena Troy story, but it would still have to be war. It would have to be war. And this is, uh, the, look, I probably would have answered differently if it wasn't for World War One and Two. I was actually thinking about those today because these are the dorky things I think about when I'm not talking to you. I was thinking about the millions of people dead between those two wars. Tens of millions. I'm tens of millions. It's got to be, gosh, I don't know how many. It's got to be 60, 70 million, I would guess. It, it's a lot. It's a lot. Think how much that has completely altered the world in ways we'll never, ever, ever know. Wrap your mind around that. Those people never got a lot in life. And okay, so I realize they were various ages, but those people were all potentially grandparents and then didn't have kids and then their kids didn't have kids. Think how many people were removed forever from the planet because of World War One and Two. By the time all said and done, 500 million, a billion. I guess the number never ends because people would have kept on having kids. Think about that kind of loss. That's brutal. That is brutal. And also, one more thing before I get back to headlines I didn't get to. That was back in an era where we were led by at least people who loved the country. And I do believe those wars altered us in such a way that now, now, This guy leads the country. 
Yes, this Kelly. is the fifth day of the president's overseas tour, and he was uh, seen on camera with his eyes closed. It appears that perhaps he was dozing, and in these settings, uh, cameras are all around, and the camera caught uh, President Biden, who turned 79 later this month, uh, with his eyes closed for a period of time. And you're right, these can be embarrassing situations. You have the contrast of leaders, including President Biden, calling for the urgency of these issues of address climate and uh, a moment like that in a session uh, can be uh, a political uh, obstacle for a moment. That's our president. He went and met with, all, with the other world leaders and he fell asleep. Gosh. All right. It's time for headlines I didn't get to. And now. Here's a headline. Go, you, know the, you know the thing. Headlines we didn't get to. China using stolen U.S. tech to build a military that can defeat ours, says ex-CIA officer. Well, they've stolen all of our stuff. In fact, remember, China actually puts spy technology in the tech they send over here. And Donald Trump stopped one of these Chinese Chinese companies from selling us drones over here. Because there's a lot of rumor that they're putting spy technology in it. The Joe Biden administration, who was under a lot of rumors, I guess you might say, that they were directly involved with China, that they're compromised by China. His son is still financially invested in China. It's funny that Joe Biden administration just lifted that ban and now we're buying spy drones from China. Remember this. Remember. Technology is everything now. It's always the more advanced technological nation. I shouldn't say always, but most of the time, the more advanced technological nation will come out on top. What if China is in all of our technology? What does that mean? How bad is that? White House eases vaccine mandate of enforcement amid fears of dropped contracts. Hmm. The White House is giving federal contractors more flexibility in how they enforce the vaccine mandate amid fears that the edict could cause companies to drop contracts. Oh, so they're easing their vaccine requirements because it's going to cause good people to not be able to do the job. Hmm. Just something to think about. Corporations. Headline. Trump parachutes into crucial Virginia governor's race on the eve of the election. That's to be expected. I understand there were a lot of people, a lot of anti-Trump people. They were really upset about this today. Trump's an idiot. Trump should stay home. You heard a lot of that stuff out there. I don't get that. He's still the most popular Republican in the United States of America, comfortably. And you can dislike him all you want. You can think the guy shouldn't run. His voice carries a lot of weight with Republicans. It does. And people are curious. Is Glenn Youngkin somebody I should go out and vote for? The guy has a chance to win. I guarantee Trump giving him the old pat on the back, I guarantee that probably helps. I guarantee that probably helps. So it doesn't hurt. And look, when you are the most powerful Republican in America, you're going to use that power. People use the power they have. That's just human nature. It's human nature. 71% of Americans say U.S. is going in the wrong direction as Biden's job rating dips. I don't want to be angry, bitter guy. I don't want to be cynical. But again, I come back when I see polls like this. I, I come back and think to myself, 
where were you on election day? Joe Biden has done a lot of terrible things. There's no doubt about that. Joe Biden hasn't done a single thing that has shocked me. That's who Joe Biden is. That's who runs the Democratic Party. I know that, and I'm an idiot. Why don't you know that? This buyer's remorse one year into this disaster doesn't do us any good. Now we're stuck with that doofus for four years. we got to start doing better before elections. All right. We're going to have a lot more fun tomorrow. That's all.